Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. The 90th Minute Podcast is back. Lucas. Yo. Greg. Hello. And myself, Liam. Oh my God, he's so hyped. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, we're back. First podcast. Again. Well, you know. Welcome back, part 58. Pretty much at this point. <laughs> I mean, first podcast for two weeks now, three weeks? This is three. I think it's three. three. We, um. Life. Yeah. Coronavirus, life, work, vacation, school. Everything. Holidays. Yeah. A lot happened. A lot happened. But uh, welcome back if you are here. Welcome to the YouTube, the Spotify, the Apple, wherever you are listening yep. to us and watching here, of course, in the video. Uh, remember to leave a like, subscribe, follow along, leave a share, and not leave a share, share, leave a leave a share, you know leave what? a share, leave a rating and share. Is what I was trying to say. But you know. thank you for being here. But um, but yeah, just moving on. Let's go. Let's go quick. Uh, what let's we, what, move it. Yeah. What are we? Uh, what are we talking about today, guys? Well, I think we should start with Team Canada. Okay. Because we, we talk about the setup, like what. Celtic Park. I mean, you can't you can't really see much of it on, on the. Yeah, actual... we, we can't see Celtic Park. There's actually not much change based on. Not based on what the the camera sees, they see the bottom half of Vancouver Whitecaps and a Juventus. Kit. They're missing a PSG scarf, a Barcelona scarf, a Leicester kit, a Juventus kit, and a Celtic parking for Celtic supporters listen, only. Listen, would you I look at I that? I got that for Christmas. They can't. You're pointing at me. You Maybe can't Liam see can it. was the picture of that. I got that for Christmas. Shout out to Christmas. Uh, the rest of it, I came here one day. I was like, let's do this. But uh, we're going to redo it, I think. I, 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 I got some ideas. We're going to fix it. Don't worry. All right, well, don't worry. We don't need uh, Juventus. We're not Vlahovic fanboys. I, I hate him, but that's why you, it's there. You hate him. I hate that man. You hate him because he's playing he... your life. I've seen enough of his highlights and goals to say that that is highlights. a... Highlights. That's it. What else? Are you fucking you watching Florentino? No, like but I no. haven't judged him. Yeah. Overrated. Not happening. Don't worry. He'll be, spend 75 million on him. And I mean, Mitrovic is better, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, he's been compared to a championship striker, so there you go. That puts him in the ballpark. <laughs> he he already scored the most goals in the Serie A calendar year ever. <laughs> More than Cristiano. Sue. Now, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to call him... He's gonna flop. Maybe not flop at Juve in terms of not no production, but not the production that you would expect from a seventy-five million rated top goal scorer in Syria. And he's That's moving. cute. That's cute. Not no, like, no. I I think I'm, I'm saying. No. Do you do you think that will help Juventus to win back the title now? I don't know if it'll make too much. They're not gonna win the title. They're no shot at the title. Not this they're, season. They're, they're, not this they've been season. disgraceful this season. I mean, Inter's I know. Gonna, but... Inter's going to win the title. AC Milan might have a chance. Napoli have unfortunately fallen off a little bit due to a lot of injuries. Yeah. But no, my no boys, chance for My Juve. boys, there Atalanta, not there this year. Oh, I mean, they've had a lot of injuries as well. But Juventus, they w- would be happy for Champions League. That's why they've spent $75 million yeah. on this guy to score goals. We'll take a quick look at it. So I... said Inter Milan, top of the table, 53. Napoli, 49. AC Milan, 49. Atlanta 43 and Juve 42. Realistically, I don't know if this is going to move the needle as much because Juventus have a problem creating chances. That's mm. a big issue they've had. And now Chiesa, that ACL injury, yeah. Yeah. that's a big creative option yeah. gone for them for the rest of the season. And we don't know how good he'll be when he comes back. So really, I like they might get a few more goals extra because of him. But if you can't, Create, if you, you can't, can't score. Can't, if you can't feed the dog, not going to be happy. Woof. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I get what you're saying. I was I just going to go with like the the generic how you would actually say it, but you know, I like it. I like it. Can't be generic. You got to stand out. Like Vlaovic. I'm trying to see. It doesn't tell me their top goals. Although, this season. Fiorentina fans were pissed when that. they were very mad. I mean, they should they, be. They called him. There's a certain ultras that call them a certain slur. Yes. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, I understand why they'd be angry, but he did get a lot of money. I'm pretty sure former prime minister, who was um, a Fiorent- who was a Fiorentina supporter, he was mad too. He's like, "Why do we always sell our best players to Juventus?" And that's the thing. That's the thing is, I think that shows a lot about Serie A in terms of how it just Juve still runs that league. You could toss Inter Milan and maybe AC Milan into that conversation, but Juventus runs that league. And it's they get the same as, as as Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga, where you're a good player for a smaller club, and you go to Juve or you go to Bayern. You know, it's the thing with Juventus. They've been pretty poorly run for the last handful of years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of the day, that's the case. But you have to look at it in the context that Fiorentina. I think their annual revenue was around 80 million euros or something last year or they something. Just doubled it, yeah. and they literally, yeah, yeah, it, it, for, for a lot Fiorentina, of money business wise. It's fantastic. It's a, bit, it's a good bit of business. But to a lose fan, a player like yeah. that, it's it's, it's sad. Back. Yeah, that uh, there you go. There's a flash <laughs> in the pad that I, I, I could see happening again here. You have one or two great seasons. You look fantastic, and then it's oh never mind. He's done nothing since. They're different. No, different no, 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 no. I'm telling you. You tell me a lot of things, and you're right maybe 10% of the I time. Disagree. Right <laughs> I disagree. I kind of got to agree with Lucas now, here. <laughs> 100% of the time, I'm right all the time. What about Chelsea? What about Chelsea? Remember last year's predictions you said of Liverpool? Yeah. I don't, think I, was, I, don't think, I was, I don't think I was the only one that predicted that, though. Something. A lot uh, of, a last lot of, year you were. Last year you were the only one that predicted is, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. That was when Lampard was still manager. Lampard, super frank, he's going to come back. Don't you worry. Up the toffees. Yeah, are going back qualify. to Everton, or not back to Everton. <laughs> back to the Prem. Yeah, back to the Prem. What do you think about him running Everton? Not confirmed yet at uh, the time of recording, but very, very likely. Frank Lampard to Everton, I don't like that move. I'm completely honest with you. I think, I think that the Everton job is such a mess right now with transfers and backroom di- issues and just... The club well, seems to be a mess. Well, Wayne Rooney turned it down. Fair enough. I think but, he did the right move. I yeah. think he has a really good thing at Derby County going, even with all the financial issues. It's a mess. Issues. If they can avoid it's relegation. It's a good team yeah. there at Derby County. But, uh, they could still get relegated. They could still cease to exist. It'd be yeah. so bad if that happens. Because actually, he's done a fantastic job at Derby County. But to finish on Frank Lampard, in my opinion, I think it's such a big job with a team that wants to be top four but they're so far away from it off the field so many issues and a very inexperienced unsuccessful manager what does frank Lampard achieve as a manager fair he did help chelsea um get um he did in a year where they didn't have any transfers yes. te- technically they yes. did but he, he technically Got the Champions League winning side. He he constructed it. Te- now, te- you, technically, you, well, he also <laughs> faltered. Yes, with that, te- yes. That was okay. Uh, sporting director. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, but you, you, you know can, what you I'm saying. You could play devil's advocate. You could say some of the players that left let Lampard down was <laughs> big signs that he necessarily maybe didn't want. Yeah. But on the other end, you see what the Tuchel did right afterward in Champions League title. So. If Lampard takes the Everton job and actually can get a few wins going, Everton are on a million miles away from climbing up that table. They have a decent squad. Not, it's a, it's, a, not a great squad. It's, it's tell a you. decent that squad, squad. has a lot of holes in it. It's a, it's a, it's now, a, it they, should be a mid-table they, squad. They sold, I think, the best player in their left back, Luca Digne, but hey-ho. If Agent Dominic, Rafa. What a job he let's did. Let's go, Agent Rafa. <laughs> like, <laughs> When, Great job. When, when Rafa got appointed at Everton, I thought that that was terrible. I did not like it. It just didn't look right. It didn't seem right. It was, it and was, it just never got going for him. And, and here we are. Was it like eight months after the appointment? Not even eight months. No, like, not even. Yeah. But Frank Lampard, if he can come in and get some wins going and get some energy going, fair enough. 
Maybe I just don't see it. Maybe you can get the most out of some of the young players that are coming up, like Anthony Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's been... Maybe. I know Rafa kind of played some of them, and some of them provide more spark than some of the main veterans there. Yeah. So maybe... Like, Everton has always had decent players come out of their academy, so I don't see how that's going to change. And maybe some players can take this moment with the manager. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he hasn't been doing it. I mean, last season he was actually really good. Injured no, he, a lot. Yeah, he injuries has been bad. Also, but also something I'm right about. You're right about. If the man doesn't get the service, not eat the food. There's an unhappy dog. <laughs> unhappy dog. But no scoring goals. The last starting eleven. That Everton put out against Aston Villa, where they lost one nil. So let's look, go through the team and let's look at who you actually think is decent enough to play there. Jordan Pickford, you'd say on paper he's good enough. He's the yeah. England goalkeeper. He's a good goalkeeper. He can piss people off, but it. Yeah, back line was Ben Godfrey, uh, Holgate, Mina, and Mister John Joe Kenny. Now, as I've watched John Joe Kenny play, that man needs to get the fuck away from the Premier League. <laughs> I don't know how he's conning a job in the Premier League, but. I I remember when he I watched England at the Under Twenty World Cup where they actually won the tournament. He was starting there. He actually looked decent, but I guess he just hasn't really developed since. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Mason Holgate, Ben Godfrey. But Godfrey's good. Godfrey's yeah. good. He's young still. He's uh, Holgate is versatile. So Holgate, maybe he can develop a bit better, but I'm not really sure about him. I. They do have on the bench. They have Michael Keane. Uh, you have Seamus Coleman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Mina, Mina is whatever. I mean, you say Chris Coleman is old. He's only thirty-three. It's pretty old. You look at Cristiano Ronaldo. He's thirty-six, thirty-seven. That's Cristiano Ronaldo different, compared different to Seamus Coleman. Seamus <laughs> Coleman also played since he was a fetus. So I mean, no. Um, if we move into the midfield of that that starting eleven, you have Demari Gray, uh, Andre Gomes. Uh, right. Dukure and Andros Townsend. Then up top, you have Cal- Calvert Lewin and Richarlison. It's the midfield's average. What you get's not gonna be the most exciting thing in, but sometimes it gets the job done. Sometimes Gray's it, had some good, yeah, he's been okay. Especially on <laughs> Gray's been okay and five goals in 19 appearances. Uh, if we look at the two starting strikers, Richarlison got four goals in 13, and Calvert Lewin has three goals in six. So that just shows I mean, injuries the lack def- of goal scoring. Yes, injuries, of course, but the lack of goal scoring is just... Maybe a new manager is a good way to, to spark them and get uh, going, though. I just listened to Adrian Rafa play Rondon more. Yeah, big Solomon Rondon. I mean, he's got one goal. Um, but he said Anthony Gordon could be a player that, that gets a bit more involved. He's got two goals on the season. You have Allen uh, in the midfield there. You could use a bit more. Uh, the guy was such a good player for Napoli. Then he didn't get his move to PSG and yeah. just... Kind of his still has yeah. careers kind of just like yeah. re- less than stalled, honestly. It, kind of it, you look at that Everton team and you go, that's not a team that should be where they are in the table. They should be, quite frankly, mid-table. It's a mid-table Europa team. League. It's a mid-table team. I see it but as it, a mid-table it, it, team. It's, 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 yeah. It is a mid-table to mid-table yeah. depending on... Well, that's kind of where they the are then. I mean, well, especially Mitchell and below Mitchell, they are 16th. Especially so. a player with like someone like Richarlison on that team, who's a very a good a good quality yeah. player, but like he was he's got to a lot Real of Madrid in the summer. I know Carlo Ancelotti is one that was causing those rumors, but he was being linked. Um, but yes, Frank Lampard. Let's see what happens with that appointment if that appointment does happen, which I'm sure it will, and uh, we'll see yeah. how he does there. I think he can do a decent job. He has the players there to do it. Is is he the man experienced enough and to it's, control like that said, situation? And it's like I said, it's not confirmed yet either. Yeah. from where we are. Well, I remember the the other options are for Pereira, and Everton fans were so pissed. There's an Everton fan that vandalized somewhere saying Vitor Pereira out or something before he comes in, and apparently that he, he was like very disappointed about um fans' reaction to him. He said that he's still gonna try for the job. I mean. I don't know what Everton really wants. Well, Everton don't totally know what run. they want. They have a lot of a lot of their transfers sometimes are the Kia guy. What mm. in the past? World? Yeah. Have their own at heart rather than the club. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um you, you want to talk more Premier League? 
Well, I mean, they talk some like uh, we talk some transfers. Newcastle they have not confirmed yet, but it looks very close to signing Bruno Grimmers. Grumarsh, I don't know. It's from Olympic Lyon. Uh, it should be a good signing for them. They're exciting. They have signed a um, couple shit players. <laughs> Chris Wood. Uh, Dan Burns being heavily linked right now. The, it's, the Brighton center back. The thing is, with signing in January, it's... I mean, there's been lots of transfers, but it's not easy. No. It's not easy to get players away no, from not. their club in January. Grumarsh well, is better be getting paid a ton of money because... That I'm sure he is a is. weird move. It is yeah. a weird move. Does he? That's a weird. I mean, maybe I. I'm obviously not the best at. I'm not like analyzing talent like these top player, top people at jobs like at Arsenal, things like that. But you think that'd be a player? Maybe Arsenal would consider. Maybe Juventus. Maybe not Newcastle. Yeah, but Newcastle are trying yeah, to establish themselves as a club, at least financially. That can fight with the big boys. They're a team that's going to the championship right now. <laughs> right now, yes. Um, I'm just I'm just going through a couple but of the Luis Diaz for Liverpool. Go. What? Luis Diaz. Luis yeah. Diaz from yes. Porto yes. to Liverpool. For, did eight twenty eight minutes. Here we go. Uh no. Oh. Uh, they're preparing paperwork to complete the deal. Uh, just final details and stuff like that. Supposedly, I don't know if it was fifty million pound move. I know that's it's a, a lot for you guys. I know it's thirty five million the euros. Fabrizio right now. Italy. Fucking like 4 a.m. <laughs> Honestly, you're, I, I always tune into his live streams and they're absolutely fantastic. Just him sitting in a room just on his phone, on his laptop. He's like, who does he have with the contacts <laughs> there, you know? Um, couple, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, well, the 50 yeah. million is a lot of money for the Well, I don't know spend. if it's 50, what the exact fee I've heard. Like Fabrizio says 40 million euros guaranteed fee plus 25 million bonuses. Yeah. I mean, this guy... He was, I think he won the best player at the Copa America last season. Very mm -hmm. exciting winger. Um, I think it's a great for Liverpool, especially with the aging yeah. squad that they're having. Like, Is for, for Liverpool to replace, like, a Salah Mane, those type of players, you're not going to find, like, a like-for-like -like replacement for them because they're a very unique type of player. Yeah. It's more so you need to find a player that you can mold into. Into that kind of a player, a younger player. You're not just getting another player that's 30 that yeah. wants to go to Liverpool I mean, and that plays the same. Does team. this mean Liverpool are expecting not to re-sign Mohamed Salah? That's what I was saying. <laughs> I have no idea. Because 40 million is a lot of mil money to spend uh, and then to, to pay Mohamed Salah 400000 a week. I don't know what Klopp's plan is, Um, but Diaz is not... He he's not Mo Salah. He's not left-footed. He's right-footed. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I'm not really sure what the plan is. I know, like, Minamino and Origi could be leaving in the window. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting what shapes up. I'm excited about this transfer. I know I'm not expecting any sparks right away because mm -hmm. it happens with... I mean, if this is the signing that triggers the end of... Mohamed Salah at, at at Liverpool and opens up the whole conversation of where does he end up? Where does he go? That's another time, though, because you're not leaving the, yet. No, not leaving yet. It would be the end of the season, but... Well, or end of the year after. The year after, fair enough. So then now it's... It's an interesting time for Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, though. Well, it, it's a transitional period. A lot of those players are starting to get to the end of their, their run. Yep, the more... That's frustrating for me is that they gave Henderson and you back in the summer after he just, I don't know if it seemed like he complained to the media about it mm. and then got his contract and now he has a long-term deal making a lot of money going into when he's 34 or 35 when he's getting yeah. some of his pace and effectiveness game, which is kind of frustrating. And Mo Salah, he's might be leaving. Like we've seen top attackers have a two different ways sometimes. In Messi, Ronaldo, and Lewandowski, they keep good shape of their yeah. bodies. They play at a high level even into their mid thirties. Mm -hmm. But then you also get guys like Aubameyang, yeah, hundred percent, sign a new contract, get that massive bag, and then just draw. really under form afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I think Mosala would be of the former because I, I believe well. he is a motivated player. He has high ambitions, yeah. and he would still perform well for Liverpool even into. Like 33, 34, maybe you'd have to change how he plays a little. It, it, it would be really frustrating for me as a Liverpool supporter seeing Mo Salah 
leave the club either this summer or yeah but, but even your yeah the rest of your front three i mean sadio mane and firmino getting up there in age a little bit maybe looking to move firmino on especially i think i think i think that's a guy that that could be replaced in that starting 11 midfield wise i mean james milner although i think he could go forever he does have an expiry date he has to come to an end eventually you're lucky your fullbacks and goalkeeper are still okay center backs virgil van dyke's not 25 no you know well that's Matt why you have, as well yeah but that's why you have joe gomez and Conate. joe gomez though has not played very much yeah, but that is, is that issue. a man that's gonna be looking to because really joe gomez can start in the premier league he should yeah. be starting in premier league does he go hey Aston Villa, give me a spot, you know? Maybe. I mean, I think Kanate will eventually be harder, whether that's mm-hmm. next season or after. And I think Virgil van Dijk, he can, as long, like, he's never really had in, big injuries, one with Southampton. And, yeah. But he never really has, like, nagging injuries mm-hmm. throughout a season that keeps getting getting him out of the lineup and then back in and back out. Kind of just a one-time I, thing. Like, yeah. and, we, and defenders, like, look at Thiago Silva. Obviously, yeah. very intelligent defender. Very old, but still performing the one of the best well. in the Premier League. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, if Virgil can um, just keep it simple, keep it simple, yeah. less mistakes, um, more intelligent. Yeah, it gets I guess wiser as it age. Use your game knowledge better. Get get game knowledge. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I, I know mean, I'm I like sounding like a weirdo. Uh, the, the we know is, we know what you're saying. I think, I think the thing with Liverpool is, it's not that these players are coming to an end in one or two years. It's three, four, five years kind of thing. Like Henderson as well, he said. So it's when that Jurgen Klopp contract is up in 2023, 2024, that's the time when those players as well are going to be expiring Ooh, as well. Yeah. So the thing is, Crazy to think, does yeah. Jurgen Klopp go, new manager come in and have a job of just changing the entire team damn near? Well, Klopp, the goal of the Klopp extension was to transition. Yeah. So you have that transition ready for the next manager. That's fair. So who will you, be Steven Gerrard, by the way? Just it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, you know, if he continues to perform well, then I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. I know. I I early, in a different podcast. I said like I, at the same time, don't want Steven Gerrard as yeah, the manager I I because you yeah. can almost tarnish his reputation if it doesn't go well, right? But, Just like Frank Lampard at Chelsea. Yeah, but. Gerard has done a very good job, and if you look at Aston Villa already, his short time there, yeah. he's, he's already attracting fantastic. good players to the club because of his reputation. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that's something that's really um, something, to, I guess, to watch out for. But uh, yeah. Liverpool is a very interesting... Well, they, they have lots like. of young talent there, too. I mean, you're still trying to try, get rid of some of our young talent, you son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, we want um, but, your guy. Yeah, you want Fabio. Fabio yeah, yeah, apparently he'd be... Harvey Elliott's coming back. You, yeah. got, a, you got a big hug from Jurgen. Did you see that? Yeah, another Fulham player. Big hug. <laughs> um, so I, I just to, one transfer rumor that is interesting me a lot, actually. Southampton are being heavily reported to be interested in Deli Alley for £22.5 million. Pounds. Uh... Second on this one. Do-do-do-do. Not sound like a Ralph Hassan Hoot. What? Give me what? He says, give me sport. Sport? Give me sport. Give me sport. What the the heck is that source? That's what the source is. Give me sport. (laughs) Give me sport. (laughs) That's what it it says. (laughs) Don't yell at me. A lot of money for Talk sport reporter Alex Crook. Talk sport. Deli Alley used to be pretty good, but these days that's that's so much money for him. He's lost so much motivation. I wouldn't imagine him being a Hassan. A little bit of pizzazz in that midfield, a little bit of spark. Other than James Ward-Prowse, who is one of my favorite players in the Premier League, I love you some James Ward-Prowse. He's he's really good. Um, our interest, Roja. He's uh been breaking out with um the Chelsea loanee. I'll be interesting if he goes back to Chelsea, gets a permit. Yeah, uh, but and then if you go to Spurs though, sorry, like cut off of Southampton. Spurs have been like Antonio Conte keeps saying like, oh, he wants reinforcements. He wants they're being stuff linked with um, Luis Diaz as well. Ailed. Yeah, talk, exactly. A lot of talk about um, Kulishevsky. Yeah, Antonio Conte, the, the, the he signed him. You know, he he knows the guy that signed him. 
he's good friends with his agent, supposedly. Italian things. Fair, okay, fair enough. Uh, but, but like Spurs, there's been they've been trying to get Adama. Yeah, apparently going to Barca. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's like confirm because that Barca. Tottenham said to Adama, "Listen, we're gonna sign you and train, uh, and then convert you to a right wing back." Think right wing back that's old. But he wants to be an attacker. Okay, basically, all that all is that, that actually what the yeah. case was. Oh. Antonio Conte, all he wanted to do was make him the next Victor Moses. That's it. Play <laughs> I right wing back. I didn't know that it was is, like the whole... play right wing back. Just bomb. And you know what? I think he actually would have been great for him. I think he actually would have done a fantastic job of right wing back. Imagine use oh. your pace, get up and down that flank, be physical defensively, and cross the ball into Harry Kane. It's a perfect match. He's gonna go fuck off to Barca, make a lot of money, and everyone's gonna forget about Dama Traore. He's just gonna be a baby oil merchant. I mean, I love Adam, and I'm so upset that he's no longer in the Premier League because I love watching him. I love just 75th minute, we're one nil down. Toss on Adam, run past every guy, then you get to 18 yard box and go, shit, what do I do now? I don't remember, but I miss him already. He's not even in Catalonia yet, and I miss the man. I think it's a good move for Barca, more so, just so they can have options of players that are like rapid and. Like they already signed a right back this window. Not, I'm gonna play right back at Barcelona. But they signed Dani Alves. They're not. Playing. <laughs> that does nothing to do with that. So who? So so does that mean that Sergino Dest? Oh, he got injured uh, for. The, for oh, I say. Dama Traore is not playing right back no, at Barcelona. But, 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 but Gio Dest was playing a right winger half yeah, the A season. lot of people were playing right winger. Because they well, don't have attackers. And they, they brought in attackers. Like Barcelona, I know they've been playing this Elish. The very, I think he's Moroccan, but like very tricky winger. Um, But like, like the, there's been a lot of problems with Dembele. Like if he's going to sign a new contract, mm-hmm. if he's going to leave yep. for free in the summer. So if you bring in Adama, I mean, I think Dembele is better than uh, Adama. A lot of aspects, but... And he's not injured, but, but yeah. Adama probably doesn't get injured that much, and uh, he still provides <laughs> that probably what Xavi wants as a wide winger that can mm. dribble and get by a guy. Yeah. I... He's already been there, though. It didn't work out. I, I'm, a fa- I'm a guy who says never go back, but... <laughs> uh. The guy probably still loves the club and probably wants to prove himself. Yeah, and I think I think it's fair that he wants to. It's just I just don't know if it's the right move for him. I mean, Tottenham would have been a good move for him if Nuno was still there. Ah, oh, bring the whole crew back together. But I thought that Nuno was there. Yeah, yeah, Nuno, it's Nuno weird was to there think for of. a while. Um, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he uh, really wasn't there for a, a little while. It's it's and, weird to think that Antonio Conte just didn't take that the initial job at Spurs and he just has been at Spurs this entire time. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, weird to think of. Uh, actually. Antonio Conte is probably. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He can't get the transfers over the line, hundred percent. I mean, he's trying to build a team, actually get Tottenham relevant. I mean, they've actually and been pretty good. this season. They have season. been, but they've they need help. Yeah, pretty they need good. Something. They've been all right. And, been good under him. And they just yeah. they. It's it's ridiculous that they can't get these. But it's I forget who it was that said it, but it. I think it was Roy Keane. He said, "There's no world class players that are going to go to Tottenham. The list of clubs above Spurs is huge. There's three or four in the Premier League, three or four in Italy, three or four in Spain, couple in Germany that you would rather go to before you go. Hey, Tottenham's available. Well, the thing is, does Antonio Conte a little help bit bring a little bit, that, though, but not compared enough. to Nuno." Not enough to attract anyone above Adamo Traore. At the end of the day, like how Spurs got their first success, they got they signed players that were not from the top team, yep. but like teams from like Ajax, um, well, now Ajax, Southampton. But yeah, like Ajax, Southampton, like middle of the road clubs at the time, and those players were coming off great seasons for those clubs. Yeah. But they weren't at the highest reputation at the time, and Spurs were able to get a good deal. Like some of the signings were like eight, twelve million. Eriksson was like eight yeah. million, and they struck gold on one after another, after mm-hmm. another, after another, after after that awful transfer window fail. Yeah, they they struck gold many times and were able to struck gold with another manager who was able to assemble the team mm-hmm. to get to the pinnacle of a Champions League final and yeah. nearly won a Premier League title. Fortunately, things then, didn't go their dro- way. Then it dropped off, but... Yeah. Uh, like, they, 
they are they just need to be smart with their signings and you also need luck that you can actually get it across the line and not have someone go dump you. I mean, if if the Spurs can offload Deli Alley for twenty two million, like that, that's that, that's, that's a, a hell, I think it's a good deal for Spurs because he's Alley not that... is just living off of those his once upon a time. It, yeah. It's crazy. Speaking of those Spurs, <clears throat> they seem to have agreed a deal to let uh, Los Celso go out on loan to Olympic Lyon. I know Ndombele is trying to. Or was PSG. Yeah, Maurizio misses him. <laughs> but Maurizio's not going to be there for much longer. I'm telling you that. It's it's been it's it's been weird, honestly. And and another we talked you talked about Christian Eriksen. Christian Eriksen coming back to play. Hey, yeah, yeah he's been training with Young Ajax. Yeah, yeah, but he's looking to come to, back to, to the to Premier League. Premier League yeah. yeah, the bees of Brentford want him. And I love it. I love that. Let's do if it. If he's able to play, then great. I just want. I think health is. Most important yeah. thing. Yeah. Take it easy, but it, I'd love to see him playing again. So. Remember when, when Tottenham signed that Brian Gill in the summer? It was a whole big kerfuffle. That's going on. Now oh. they're going to load it out to Valencia. The I was here for six and a half minutes. Tottenham, get your shit together, please. Uh, you know what team they don't need? They don't need to get their shit together. They just have Bergevin scoring two game-winning yeah, goals. He was about a day away from being loaned out <laughs> to Ajax. Comes on, scores two goals within the last, not even the last five minutes, because it was injury time five minutes. And then they're like, hey, guess what? You can stay now. Good job. The second goal is, like, is actually such a nice goal, honestly. I want to know a team, though, that is also a bit of a mess. They're North London rivals. Arsenal. They've had a half. Oh, run. boy, they're having a bad time. Blachowicz doesn't want to go to them. No. Their captain, or ex-captain at this Aubameyang. point, Mr. Aubameyang, Needs to get out of that club. Well, apparently Barso and Juventus are interested. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> on a loan. It's like what the hell? What is going on at Bar- Barca? Has just been like oh, they, 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 they want Barcelona want Morata. <laughs> Atletico Madrid technically own Morata, yeah. who's on loan at Juventus. Yeah, and they don't want to loan him to Barcelona unless they get a transfer fee. Barcelona don't want to spend money, uh, and then Juventus don't need Morata because they got Vlaovic. It's um, such a mess. But then again, they yeah. could use another striker. It, like, Morata w- isn't going to be the number one anymore. Mm-hmm. But if he leaves, then they need another option. I mean, could be that option. They did one good piece of business. They let Kolasinac leave. That's the best <laughs> thing they actually... They let Calum Chambers go as well. That's actually okay business. But then after that, Arsenal had... They signed the American goalkeeper. Fucking great. I'm so proud of you. Other than that, they've done. They're linked with Arthur. That's not happening. Uh, they were linked with Wijnaldum. That's not happening. Like, That's probably for the better. It probably is actually. But there's just that team is a mess. <laughs> it's <laughs> so bad. But in the table, they're doing all right. I mean, they're in sixth. They're still above Spurs. They're they're doing okay. They've had some good performance. I know they tied Bird. A lot terrible, of fans. Terrible game. But they also did play very well against Manchester City mm-hmm. earlier in the month, but they also haven't won here. Yeah, actually, yeah. Let's see when the last win was. Let me take a they look. They got knocked you. out of the FA Cup by Nottingham. Yes, first. they did. They've like drawn matches, lost matches. Most ideal month. I don't know if they they lost to Liverpool, uh, in the Carabao Cup. Speaking of, I, I want to talk. The last about the win after. was December twenty sixth. Like five nil win over Norwich. Easy. <laughs> so they what? haven't they haven't gotten a win in January. That's pretty sad. But they, they've only played two Premier League games. The rest have. But, been, but he's just in, been saying in general. Yeah, the not. lost in the cups. That sucks to be them. In the cup final, at school. What were you gonna talk about? Oh, I was just want to say. Speaking of cup finals, if you go to Fulham, I swear to freaking God, we always get Manchester City. I think it's happened in the past like five years. Like, every year. I swear. It just... Maybe not... I don't think it was last year, but, like, I don't know if there's a way to actually look at that, but, like, holy shit. Every time Does I just see FA Fulham... Cup, them in? And the Carabao Cup. But, yes, like, no. just now. Yes, we got... We got them in the Carabao Cup this season? No, no, no. I know, like, last season. But yeah, like, that happened, and then again in the FA Cup. It just... It's happened so many times. Man- it's like, there's all these teams yeah. in England, and you're telling me we gotta get the best one? Manchester City, though. Pisses me off. They, they are just very good at winning the FA Cup. All right, they're not number one. They're better one. than the Carabao. The Carabao yeah. Cups is the Manchester Trophy. At this not, this not, this not this year. Not this year. But do you think you could give them a game in the FA Cup? Fulham? 
you've scored ridiculous amounts of goals. It's against championship players. Fair enough. Fair enough. But City's not going to play their full starting eleven. Depends if Fulham what kind of game fixtures we have. When is the next C- FA Cup? City uh, after will the not, international break, I believe. City will not play their full starting eleven. You can come out, score a goal or two. They're f- City's fourth <clears throat> team is probably better than. I hear you. I completely hear you. City's fourth team could probably beat some of the Premier League teams. Not Celtic that one year. We did not lose to them. We were the first team that Pep Guardiola could not beat as City manager. Woo. Because he played Fernandinho at center back, and that really helped. Scott's influencing English football once again. Yep. Oh, my you God. But um, I just I had to get that little rant out. I started this podcast wanting to talk about Canada. We have yet to talk about Canada. The time now? I mean, it's a fantastic result. Canada 2-0 over Honduras. The USA yeah. game is going to happen by the time. <clears throat> out. Yeah. yeah. Either let's go. We didn't or lose it's going to be. Did you hear what they're calling the stadium this time? When it was here in Edmonton, it was the Ice Teca because we were playing Mexico. Yeah. The game's being held in Hamilton. Their stadium is called Tim Hortons Field. Yeah. They're calling it the Ice Cap. <laughs> they actually are legit calling it hashtag Ice Cap because it's supposed to be like minus 16 in Hamilton and snowy. So that disgusts me. But at the same time, it's kind of funny. It's, um, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a very tough game. Especially without Fonzie. Do you think belief is a little bit lower for this game than it was against Mexico? Why? Because of the injuries. Because of... Not see the guys after the game against Honduras? No, 100%. And I I think this team is very much a team. And they are together. They believe in themselves. I think the coach has instilled fantastic belief into into every player involved in the team. Like, There's not a single name involved in the squad that cannot come in and do a job. It's actually fantastic to see a starting 11, a bench, and a reserves that are actually capable of influencing the side. But it's, I just don't know if, if Canada has the legs to beat the U.S. I know we're like this is like we say know. this will come out after the game. I could really see this being a draw. Uh, that'd be great for Canada. I, it would. That'd though. be perfect. I mean, we always want to win, but I think I was watching Jimmy Conrad. He was previewing the game, and he thinks it's going to be a draw. Either like nil nil or one one. He thinks that um Canada are very difficult to break down because obviously play with the five and back yeah. systems. And Borian's been yeah, Borian's been really good. good. The three Hunter defenders is. they usually like stand in a line, like never really moving. Mm-hmm. Usually like the wing backs or midfielders who are like pressing and running around, making sure bases are closed down. And if the, if a ball goes to the box, a defender can get to it. Mm-hmm. And Canada are very good on the counter attack. Yeah. yeah, very good on a counter attack, and it's pace going something forward. that needs to be watched for when they play the USA because the USA wingbacks like to push up a lot. Yeah, yeah. The USA probably should have conceded the goal after when Anthony Robinson pushed way too up high up the pitch, and he they, likes to do that. They played the ball in behind him, and El Salvador were this close from taking the lead. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a fantastic. I wish I was able to watch it live, but. It's gonna be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. I I I don't want to say I have doubts, but Once I'm definitely the, nervous about the it. The biggest the worry that I have with Canada is set pieces. Is like when they have still- yeah they seem to have been able to concede a lot of set pieces and and then like not be able to win that first header. Like Lucas was saying, like they have a good structure on yeah. the field, but like when those set pieces happen, it just something just seems to go off. Like I swear, I'm scared every time the other team has a corner. Yep, I mean that's something. Mentioned, and he's hoping that USA can finally score a set piece against Canada. Yeah, so. Borian, though, I think Borian was my man of the match for that game against Honduras. His two or three incredible saves right before the, the Jonathan David goal, he made a huge save to keep Canada ahead 1 1 0. It goes 1 1. You know, that tie changes, and that, that game could have ended what 1 1 or a 2 1 loss. You never know, but no, <clears throat> Canada has a great team, and I don't take anything away from that team because, quite frankly, this is the best we've ever yep. seen, and let's we're, just we're, enjoy it while it's here. We're so close. Yeah, we, we, are, we are so close. It also qualifying. helps a lot that uh, Panama lost. Panama. Costa Rica. Yeah. So now Canada are five points ahead of Panama, yeah. fourth place, which is the playoff spot. It's like Greg said when we were doing our stream on Twitch that the top four are starting to distance itself a little bit. Well, that with, if Panama beat Costa Rica, if they had beaten, yeah, then it would have been very yeah. distant. It would have but... been very distant, but now Panama, Costa Rica are still definitely with a Costa shout Rica to make us still has a chance. 
fans. If Jamaica had finished the job against Mexico, man, they would have been in the conversation. They were they were there. And if that happened, like we're yeah. even closer just yeah. to guaranteeing the World Cup. I I'm still confident we will make I am it. But... Com- I'm confident we will qualify. I just, I'm not confident we will get first. I mean, that doesn't really it matter. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Day. Just get to the show 100%. Where it does matter is FIFA World Rankings might actually take a little bit into effect of that. Look, and... if Canada are making a World Cup, they're not going to be in pot one or anything like I, that. Yeah. They're going to get a It'll tough team four. in their group. Be pot yeah. four. Probably. Maybe yeah. lucky if they get pot three, depending on how they do. That's, what, that's what we'd hope. They went up a lot and... Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still it's just, a long ways away, but we can always hope. Just while it's there. Exactly. Um, is there any other conversation topics you want to talk about Canada or anything else? Anything happening in your lives recently that you want to speak about? Me and Lucas both got COVID. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, what do you want to talk I, about? I, I mean, that's what I was saying. You guys cringe. both, you guys, you guys. He was on vacation while we were both sick. Because did, you both, <laughs> did you get both get it after the game? No, I got it like first and I got it like a week later. Yeah. Oh yeah, fair enough. How has it affected you? And I mean that, I say that like I did, but I actually genuinely question, how does getting it affect you, whether physically or mentally? Um, I think I was fine mentally. I mean, I think I but I like physically, like I didn't really feel sick. Like I was coughing a lot. I had some chest pain. Um, I initially had sh- like headache, nothing. Like that, um, but then after like a few days, like I, I was it was just like the coffin pain whenever I woke up, which I way later in the day. But like I was able throughout the whole time, I was able to like work on stuff on my computer, like that. I wasn't ever bedridden. I was thankful for, but I also like don't enjoy having, don't enjoy coughing. And sometimes yeah. when I'm speaking for periods, I cough a lot afterwards. I, I'm still feeling effects after I've recovered. Mm-hmm. Coughing, like coughs occasionally. Like I mentioned, speaking a off a bit. Yeah. And like after um our men's match, Woody, yeah, um, I was I like after the game, I, I did feel some chest pain, but then going to bed and waking up, I felt more sharp chest pain and I'm match. Mm-hmm. Just like, I, it was like the first actual workout your lungs had gone. Well, since. I had a workout like I did run on a treadmill for like twenty minutes or five days earlier, mm. but it wasn't as intense as like up and down in the field. Yeah. Um, Gregory, yeah. how are you affected? I mean, I had pretty similar. I like I got it like a week. At, I, when did you actually get it? Um. Well, I first felt symptoms on like um Saturday or Sunday, like. I think you literally had it like a a week before I did, like an exactly a week before, and I got like symptoms like eighth or ninth of January. Yeah, so literally like a week before. Oh, well, I got it like earlier that. Week. And so I basically the same thing as like Lucas was saying. I had all those symptoms, and I was bedridden on the day of that. Like that, I was actually it mm-hmm. was like the Saturday, and. It's not like I was. I just kind of didn't have anything to do, so I just kind of stayed in bed because why it, not? Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's it just felt weird being. It felt weird being sick. Yeah, I I haven't been sick in so long, yeah. and that was kind of the why. And the coughing was not great. It's it just it, it is a flu, and mm-hmm. it, it 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 felt like a flu. It felt like, it felt a, like flu. a flu. I was shocked I did not get COVID. Let me tell you. I was f- I was fully expecting to come home and feel something. I partially thought he wouldn't be able to get back. <laughs> well, so I went to Mexico. And when, when I was in, I got to give the hotel credit. The hotel did everything they could to do the best. All the staff had masks on. You had to have a mask on to order drinks at a bar or talk to any of the waiters or anything. You had to put your mask on. Social distancing, I mean, you yeah, kind of, I mean, the, 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 the pool chairs are spaced out a little bit, but when I mean, you're in the pool, you're on the beach, you can't really do anything about that. So when I was there, it wasn't too, too bad, but 
coming home at airports. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I want. That's what like I want. How was like the airports like coming back for? <laughs> so you had to test. So so we got tested at the hotel. It'd be a two days before your flight leaves. Okay. So we get your negative results. You're good to fly. Perfect. Two days before. That seems kind of weird. Yeah, you have to it's 48 hours before your flight. You have to get tested. What if you get it in between? That? Well, that's that's what I was done. That, that's what I'm like, what? That's what I was. So, so <clears throat> 48, 48 hours, you get tested. We tested negative. Great. So then going to the airport, because you had to have, you had to have proof of your vaccination. You had yeah. to have proof of your negative test. There was an app you had to download called Arrive Canada that had all your medical information and everything kind of on it. So I was like, okay. Got all that. There was paperwork you had to fill out declaring that you were feeling okay and this and that. So I was expecting to have to present all of this to somebody somewhere. No. So in Cancun, checking like to check in for our flight to fly back home, the guy took a look at my negative test, but he was so zoomed in on the thing that said like negative that he didn't look at the name that was on it. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So we get put on the plane. Everything's all good. Then I was like, okay, going through Canadian customs is going to be a lot more strict. Nothing. People just don't care. The, the Arrive, the Arrive care. Canada app had all this information and a QR code. I was like, okay, they'll scan it. No, lady just, just she goes, do you have the thing downloaded here? Great, good enough. <laughs> all right, cool. Next guy, do you have your negative test here? Great, cool. On the next guy, I was like, there's nothing. I'm just walking through. Like, I didn't even wait in line. and I just walked through. I was like, be Great. fair, if you left a country, you'd probably have that. I was expecting a lot more actually like looking and questions, this and that. It's like even something as simple as where did you go in Mexico? What did you do in Mexico? No, no. Customs just didn't care. Just get, get it. I mean, it was They just trying to get by. It was midnight. I was tired. I wanted to go home. It was a long day. Check out the hotel at like 11 in the morning. Stayed in the lobby for about an hour and a bit. Had a few more drinks because why not? They're free. Uh, then, then we we got our bus to the airport, checked in. What did we eat? We had we had Johnny Rockets burgers and shakes. You know what? There we go. It's like an old school like diner vibe. But they're better in the U.S. because they actually they have a diner. This is just an airport one. It's kind of shit, but whatever. Um, but yeah, flight was... Okay, kind of boring. Listen to the Footy Prime podcast, and I was like, I got nothing else to. Do. I'm just gonna sit here now. No, no screens, nothing. But yeah, I'm alive. For yeah. not to get COVID, but at the same time, I'm glad that I got it out of the way. Out of the way, but also you, you can tell your children you survived a pandemic now. Yeah, but also I'm still feeling some effects from it, which sucks. Yeah, he feel he feels effects, and he got it after before me, and I I'm, just... I'm feel. I'm just thankful that it's not like as bad as other people who've had bad effects from it. Yeah. Have like ear chest pain or like literally <clears throat> can't like walk a block without feeling yeah. tired. Yeah. yeah or like the, the smell. Like I said, that's old COVID, not Omicron, but like the smell. That would mess me up. If I couldn't smell or taste things, I'd yeah. get physically violent. I was bad. Like oh, our game, so like I, when I, I ran out for like a minute, like, and I was, I was dead. See, it's I, interesting as like the, my chest pain. Like, like being a goalkeeper, yes, I'm on the field the entire time, but I'm trying to focus on different things so I don't notice if someone's not played for like two or three shifts. Like because you said you're like, oh, I, I, I didn't play. I was like, what do you, mean you didn't play, but I think was, yeah, I actually didn't see Greg out there for about half the game. Yeah, yeah. In the time, I'm like, I don't notice I mean, at all. That's fair. I only notice when Waz is on the pitch. No offense to Waz, I love the kid so much. Sometimes it scares me. Sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, mental note, Wazinho's there, pay attention, make sure he knows where he's going and what he's doing. Wazinho, shout out to him, he does his thing. That, that was like very aggressive with Waz after the game. Oh, was he? He like gave him like a coaching. A one-on-one coaching. I think aggressive one. <laughs> ah, he was he was actually did he tell him to close down before the man shoots <laughs> yes yes we're well, saying like the defenses should be doing that in general like yeah sometimes it's scary <laughs> there's just like the wide open field up the middle like okay this is a goal it's gonna stand here but no 
Anything else we want to talk about? Or should we wrap this one up? I don't know. We've a lot of football. This will be a good podcast. It's, yeah. it's good to be back. How long are we back for? Who knows? Hopefully more consistent. Hopefully more yeah. regular. Not promise anything ever because... We, we don't promise. Listen, our vacations are done. The two of you already got COVID. You should be good now. Should be good. School? Well, that's what it is. Work is what it is. Hopefully, though. Majority of the obstacles that have been put in front of us have been hurdled. No promises. No No promises. No promises. Let's just see what happens. Hopefully, we'll be here next week for another podcast. But that's kind of where we've been. That's where the 90th minute has been. We've been gone for a bit. Uh, We did stream. So as we're recording this, we streamed uh, yesterday, which was nice. And uh, Hoping that we get back on the Twitch streams, we get back on the YouTube, we get back on the podcast, all that stuff. But like Luke said, we're not going to promise anything. We're just going to be there. Make sure you're following the social media so that way you can see when things get uploaded, when things are, are, are happening. That way you can stay up to date with the channel, what's happening. But let's wrap this up. It's been great sitting and talking again. I really enjoyed it. I've missed it. Yeah. I've missed it. It's been, it's been fun, yeah. But from the three of us and Waz and Brett and Rasta and whoever else at this point in time, thank you for watching, listening. It's been yet another week in the beautiful game. We will see you next Bye-bye. time. Bye. Oh, boy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.